Welcome to the following presentation from Richmond Sports Properties. And thanks for listening to Spider Athletics on 99.5 FM and 950 AM ESPN. Your exclusive radio home for Richmond Spiders basketball. It's the best part of Monday. Time to talk University of Richmond basketball. This is Behind the Web with head coach Chris Mooney. Plus your texts, emails, and tweets. Tonight's show is brought to you by Lux Chevrolet, CarMax, Bright Suite, Food Lion, and by Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Join in online anytime and be a part of the show with your questions and comments. Text 804 638 9508. Email behind the web at richmond.edu or on Twitter using at Spider Voice, at Richmond Athletics, or at ESPN Richmond. Now, here's the voice of the Spiders, Bob Black, with Coach Mooney. This is Behind the Web on ESPN Richmond and the Spiders Sports Network. From Learfield IMG College. K.O. drives to the basket, to the hoop, puts it up and in again. Nathan K.O. has tied his career high with 23. He is a perfect 10 tonight. 10 for 10 from the floor for K.O. Here's Francis with a deep three counted for Blake Francis. And the Spiders are on their way to a win against 10th-ranked Kentucky at Rupp Arena. It'll be Richmond's first-ever road win over a top-10 team. And when you knock off a top-10 team and you do it on the road, you earn your own national ranking, and that's what has happened today for the Richmond Spiders. We use that and the weekend's action as a backdrop to welcome you to the season premiere edition of Behind the Web with Spider-Men's basketball coach Chris Mooney. Bob Black with you here. Greg Beckwith joining our conversation tonight as well. And our special player guest is a guy who played really special in the Bluegrass Showcase to the tune of being the most valuable player. That's Nathan Ko, and he will join us on the program a little bit later in our hour-long visit with you to talk everything Spider and college basketball. First and foremost, we are doing the program virtually, the old-fashioned, in-studio-style type of coaches show, even though we are all in different locations, technology and virtually. We wish we were out. We wish we were at Glory Days, where we've had great crowds the last couple of years. We know we would have been tonight. We miss being out there for sure. Hopefully somewhere down the road we will get back out there but until then we certainly urge you and invite you to interact with us virtually and online we will take your questions your comments your congratulations behind the web at richmond.edu if you'd like to email 804-638-9508 if you'd like to text you can also tweet at us on twitter as well behind the web at richmond.edu and the text line 638-9508 Zero eight. Chris, good evening. Thank you so much for joining us. I know you've had a busy day, not with coaching responsibilities necessarily, but with all the other responsibilities that come with a big win like yesterday at a national ranking like today. Congratulations, Chris. Thanks, Bob. Uh, great to talk to you. Great to be here with, uh, with the audience. And uh, just to echo your thoughts, I wish we were over at Glory Days Grill. Absolutely. All right. What does it mean, Chris, to what has happened here um, you know, the national ranking today of number 19, I can actually say none of us were alive the last time, including yours truly. None of us were alive the last time the Spiders were ranked this high very early in the season, Chris. But I'm sure you realize the expectations that come with that after such a, a statement win as the guys had yesterday. Yeah, you know, obviously I think beating Kentucky pro- probably in any season – anywhere any point of the season would would gain recognition you know for for most teams maybe maybe besides their conference opponents um but i think this year where we were you know we were already highly regarded uh and then going and beating you know kentucky who had is who has a good ranking in rupp arena i think that really uh you know gives you 
is going to earn you certain accolades like a national ranking. So, um, yeah, I, I think that, you know, it, it's uh, Danny, my son Danny was was asking me, you know, about the rankings in, in 2010 and 2011. And, um, you know, I guess we didn't, I think we were in the rankings for five or six weeks in 2010, but I guess we didn't get in there until much later in the season. Uh, and so coming in with as much, um, you know, as much uh, regard as we did this season enables you to move into it a little bit, a little bit earlier. So it's, it's great. It's very positive. It's, it's um, flattering and, uh, and then it won't mean anything. So, so, uh, but yeah, but it's, it's certainly a, a, a good accomplishment and well-earned by the players. Well, I wasn't really going to go there, but I will go there right now. I was going to wait till later in the show, and Greg will chime in here in a moment as well. But I remember back, obviously, to 2010 and 2011. I remember how well uh, you and the guys embraced that notoriety, that you knew you had earned it and embraced it. And that was a relatively older group of guys as well. Now you've got an even more experienced older group of guys and as you said yesterday Chris it feels like we're 20 and 0 but we have to remind each other we are 2 and 0 is that how you approach this is that how you handle it with this group of players that does have some young guys it's not all fifth year seniors obviously you do have some wide-eyed guys on this team yeah for sure I, I think that um, you know enjoying that win and, and it being earlier in the day and coming back I, I think I think is important you know I, I don't we didn't want to go into the locker room right after the game and start talking about Charleston, uh, but you know I think as as we as we move on here and and uh, we, we were with the guys today through workouts uh, and just you know we're just more talking about getting better and the things we want to do, um, and then we will embrace it for sure. But I think we'll I think our guys are just old enough, um, experienced enough, and. I think they have such high expectations for themselves that, um, you know, we, we are very focused on the Charleston game and and, and beyond and, and the next game after that. So I, I feel like we'll have to, it's not, it's not the kind of thing where, you know, Kentucky, because those guys are so young and there's a ranking that comes with being in Kentucky every year in the preseason, a high ranking, they probably do have to remind those guys that, you know, the fact that you're at Kentucky is why you're ranked um, where you are. Uh, whereas for us, our guys have have been the ones to do a lot of that work and heavy lifting and to put us in this position. So I, I do feel like um, I do feel like we'll be able to handle that well, uh, and we'll certainly embrace it and and um, be proud of it. But we'll 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 look at it as an opportunity to to compete and, and embrace the opportunity that other teams will be will be shooting for us because of the ranking. Coach, congratulations. It's Beck here. I uh, want to congratulate you once again. My question to you, Coach, is give us the mental approach of the team uh, as they start to prepare, especially with Detroit Mercy uh, being, you know, canceling the game and how you approached getting down to Kentucky and then on the fly having to change your your scouting reports and everything else and getting prepared for Morehouse, uh, Moorhead State. Can you talk about how the mental approach was with the team? Uh, I th- Beck, I think that was you speaking, and I, I really couldn't hear it, Bob. Um, it came back a little bit static on my, on my end. I apologize for that. That's all right. We will work out the uh, technical glitches as we move along. But uh, he was asking, Beck was asking, Chris, uh, about the mental approach to the entire tournament, not just to the Kentucky game, because this obviously isn't the way it was originally scheduled way back in the in the summertime. And then even as you got close to the tournament there, you were prepping for Detroit Mercy, and you just kind of had to file that scouting report on the back burner and move on, and how you mentally handled, you and the guys mentally handled all of that. Um, I, I, I can I can tell you're speaking, and then it's my turn to talk. But I can't. I really don't can't understand. <laughs> I I couldn't understand what, what was being said there at all. Very staticky. 
All right, I'll tell you what. Let's take a break. We'll go to our first timeout, and we'll see if we can realign Coach Mooney and Greg Beckwith, and we'll be able to ask questions and have conversation because we do have some, uh, both on our email and on our text, and we will straighten that out, and we will get to that. Uh, behind the web at richmond.edu or text us 804-638-9508. More of Behind the Web coming up after our first break, 99.5-1027 ESPN. Buy your next truck from Luck. Luck Chevrolet in Ashland has the redesigned 2021 Tahoe and Suburban ready for you to order and drive away. For a smaller SUV, they also have the all-new Trail Blazer and the new Blazer available in all-wheel or front-wheel drive. Let Luck put their 100 years of experience to work for you. Visit them on Route 1 in Ashland, online at LuckChevrolet.com or call 798-9261. Luck Chevrolet, since 1916. Lexus of Richmond presents ESPN Richmond's Holiday Cheer and Gear, hosted by Greg Burton, Friday, December 4th from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. Make plans to stop by and drop off your new sporting good or donation at the Lexus of Richmond dealership, 9703 Midlothian Turnpike. Mary's Bistro delivery business is bustling and ready to burst. Orders 34, 35, and 36 are up. Who's handling these? Hello, Mary's Bistro, now delivering. It's time to hire. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. The moment you sponsor a job on Indeed, you get a short list of quality candidates from our resume database. Indeed delivers two and a half times more hires than the other branded job sites combined, according to Breezy HR 2019. Visit Indeed.com slash credit and get a $75 credit for your first job post. Terms and conditions apply. An unprecedented year like 2020 calls for an unprecedented holiday offer from Diamonds Direct. So, for the first time ever during December, we're allowing four years zero interest financing on anything and everything. It's our way of helping you make her holiday one to remember. Just pick any beautiful piece of jewelry, take the price, divide by 40, and that's your payment. A $4,000 pair of diamond stud earrings is just $84 a month. And we have the gifts women love. Rings, earrings, bracelets, bands, colored gemstones, all new fashion jewelry from top designers. And of course, the largest selection of engagement rings and certified diamonds in the country. After all she's been through in 2020, now's the perfect time to let her know how much you love her. Reward her with a gift that is romantic, timeless, and symbolic. And with 48 months zero interest financing, you can afford to splurge. Diamonds Direct, helping you make that magical moment this holiday season. Shop online at DiamondsDirect.com or in person in our showroom. Diamonds Direct. Sure Pump, West Broad Village. Hey, Richmond, this is Mike Greenberg, and we're your home for championship radio with Central Virginia's most play-by-play year-round. 99.5 and 102.7 ESPN. The timeout's over. Now, more Behind the Web on 99.5 and 102.7 FM and 9.50 AM ESPN. From Learfield IMG College, this is the Spider Sports Network. Now Gilliard with a steal, goes behind his back to Francis, down court, Francis lays it in. What a steal on pass by Jacob Gilliard. Gilliard behind his back to Matt Grace, who hits a three from in front of the spider bench. The behind the back pass from Jacob Gilliard. Not one, but two behind-the-back passes from Jacob Gilliard. Uh, flashes of brilliance, wizardry yesterday of the victory over Kentucky. Welcome back to Behind the Web. Bob Black here, Greg Beckwith there, and Chris Mooney over there. And we have gone back to good old-fashioned cell phone technology, at least for tonight, till we get all the bugs worked out uh, technologically. Uh, Chris, I assume you're back, and hopefully you can hear us clearly now. Loud and clear now, Bob. Sorry about that. Nope, not on your end. Certainly something we will correct by next week's show for sure. Don't know if you heard the two play-by-play calls of the Jacob Gilliard. Great plays. The one turned out to be the number one play, top ten play on Center overnight, and the other one on the behind-the-back pass as well to Matt Grayson. Chris, I couldn't help but laugh a little bit as I was putting those sound bites together. I got to thinking, you know, like 15 years ago, you were probably, probably just trying to get your point guard to be able to throw a bounce pass off the dribble, let alone two behind-the-back passes in one game, weren't you? <laughs> That's true. That's true. Uh, yeah, I, I tell you, that the play that was, uh, you know, that the, the top ten sports center play uh, was amazing. I mean, I was muttering as, as Jacob ran by. I was muttering amazing to myself, and, and that's about once a day at practice. There's something that's done so, you know, that I had not seen before. 
um, and to have that much control of, of a loose ball, you know, is is incredible. You know, and to flip it up in the air <laughs> high enough and bounce perfectly, uh, n- not surprising, but definitely incredible. All right, I'll tell you what we're going to do, Chris. Uh, let me let you uh, answer a few of these questions from some of the folks out there because you know they're chomping at the bit, and you can hear uh, Greg and me ask questions all the time. So I do want to ask some of these. Uh, Nathan Ko is going to come up here at the bottom of the hour. Got some comments about him as well, and then Greg and I will have an opportunity to ask along the way. So just uh, chime in as we talk here, Beck. And, Coach, let me go to our, our text line at 638-9508. Of course, all of these start off with congratulations to you and the guys certainly uh and then our one texter kind of dives in a little bit here with a couple of questions uh when will connor crabtree be available to play for the spiders yeah so connor has uh really made great progress here the last couple of weeks so we had um we had had him really rest over the probably the previous four weeks um, which was, you know, doctor's recommendation. And then these last two weeks, he's made great progress. So today we had group workouts with the players and Connor was, that was the first full participation in a group basketball workout, uh, that he's had. Uh, so everything else has been his own workout, shooting on his own, some movement, running, uh, lots of, uh, stretching and, and rehab work with Adam Smith, our trainer. Uh, but today he was in the full workout, and uh, so that is a, an incredibly positive sign. Uh, so I don't necessarily know the timetable, but I know it's much closer now than it than it has been. Um, and we, we're he's very anxious to to get out there, and I think everybody he's an incredibly popular teammate and 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 kid and a and great personality, and everybody's pulling for him. So I, I think we're I think we're closing in, but I don't I don't want to put on a date on it, but I think it's it's sooner rather than later. I was uh, pretty excited at practice the other day because that's the first time I'd really seen him shoot the basketball and get out there and start to do some of that at the end of the practice at, at Rupp Arena on Saturday. And I was standing with Adam Smith, our athletic trainer, and Jay DeMeo, our uh, strength and conditioning coach, and they basically said the same thing. Is, you know, that's about as much as they've seen him play basketball. So I think we all took that as a really good sign and uh, really can't wait to see him get out there and play because he will certainly add another dimension to an already talented and deep team. All right, here, here's one more, uh, Chris, and then Beck will, will chime in here. Uh, any insight on replacing the game that we missed Wednesday? Uh, the texter says, with a little bit of sarcasm, if I can read between the words, I see there are a couple of other state schools ranked in addition to us nearby. Any dialogue between either playing Virginia Tech or UVA or any other big school to replace that missed game? Yeah, so that's a great question. Uh, so right now it's Obviously, so many things are fluid and, and games are changing all over the country. So, you know, it's likely none of what I'm about to say matters. But as it stands, you know, um, Detroit owes us the game. So uh, we're in the tournament. Detroit's in the tournament. was supposed to be in the Robin Center. It was agreed to – We everybody agreed to move it to Rupp Arena. So they still owe us the game, and they benefited contractually from – the game uh and we uh you know paid contractually for the game so that's number one now because of how up in the air everything is it might not be detroit that we play and we we certainly are well within our rights to explore other options so the problem is you know as you might expect is that every bodies is up in the air and different and affected by their own team and their opponents and their future opponents and whatnot. So uh, we are open to playing anybody and um, are, you know, actively talking to people. Now, where it gets tricky, of course, is the dates. What we're playing, because we added the Duquesne game for December 19th. So now we're playing 10 games. Well, um, without Detroit, we're playing nine games between November 25th and Christmas. Um, and so do we have the opening on the calendar that would match somebody else's that would give us enough time for preparation or and recovery to the next game? So that's a long way to say I really don't know, but we're not, you know, the, way, the best way to say it is probably Detroit's obligated to play us. 
but we would probably have the wiggle room to play somebody else if an opportunity presented itself. Coach, uh, Beck here again, and hopefully you can hear me this time. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. Well, again, congratulations uh, for a big win, really impressive win by you and the Spiders. Question I've been getting for the last two days in text messages, who is that number four? I got that so many times the last couple of days, and I never saw this guy. He's explosive. Who is this guy? So can you just talk about Nathan Kao and his progressive, his progression as a player from his freshman year to now and what he's done in the gym to get where he is right now? Yeah, Beck, I mean, you know, I, he, I'm so proud of him and happy for him that he's been able to, you know, he's that Atlantic 10 Conference Player of the Week. And, um, you know, for for him to improve as significantly as he has, he's really improved from his freshman year to now. And then, of course, even more so, um, even more so from last year to this year. So, uh, I'm, I'm really proud of him because he's worked so hard and, and, and he's improved so much. Um, you know, I, I think the, the biggest thing I can, I can point to is one, you know, he's a very talented guy, but he's really had a, such a consistent, um, consistent work habits that he's developed since he's been here that have allowed him to improve and improve and improve. And, you know, when he, when he's in the gym, whether it's a workout with the young guys or it's a uh, pre-practice or it's something we're working on after practice, he is fully engaged, concentrating at the highest level, fully sweating. And he just really goes about his business so consistently. Uh, and I think that has really led to, you know, this amazing start and, and the player that he is right now. Know how talented this team is, you know, experience wise, but just the talent level as well. But one of the things I wanted to touch base on as well, coaches, not only physically talent, but I thought the mental talent that they showed, you know, against, uh, against a, a team like Kentucky, they never got excited. They never got frustrated, especially the guards who weren't shooting the ball well in the first half, but they came out and impacted the game in the second half, not just by scoring, but doing other things. And talk about the mental approach and the mentally tough uh, toughness that they have from a mental standpoint when they get to approach these games. Yeah. Well, that's, you know, that's really uh, a great point, Beck, because I, I feel like that's a, a tremendous strength of this team. Um you know, the two guards are so experienced and have played so much basketball and are so good uh, that they really do have um, a toughness and a, uh, a confidence that's very unshakable. And, you know, we, we felt like I, I thought we played well defensively in the Kentucky game for all 40 minutes. But I thought on offense on Sunday – you know, when, when you have a good possession and the shot doesn't go in, that happens a couple of times. It's frustrating. When you ha- you're trying to be aggressive and, you know, those shots don't go in, that can be frustrating. And, you know, even though you feel the frustration, those guys are old enough and tough enough to remain calm and still very, very competitive and aggressive. And I think, you know, because they're able to do that and they don't give in or you know, commit a, a, a frustration foul or, a, you know, make a frustrating turnover. Or, you know what I mean? Like they're, they're just still locked in because they're confident enough to know they can make the next play. And that is such a huge advantage. And, I mean, it's, it's rare for a guy to have that when he's young. I would say probably Kevin Anderson had that when he was young and probably Kendall Anthony. But it's really rare to have that when you're young. And these guys are talented, competitive, experienced, and they, they have that in a big way that they're going to continue to be aggressive. Not, not just continue to um, shoot when they're open, but continue to be aggressive and try to find opportunities and try to create opportunities that they might finish or they might pass to their teammate. Uh, and that's, th- those are really important qualities. Chris, along those lines, you made the comment to us post-game, and I know you did to the media as well, that as it turned out, Kentucky actually didn't defend your guys quite the way you thought 
they were going to defend him. Can you kind of speak to what you were looking for, what you were actually seeing, and how many like in-game adjustments did you make because of that, particularly once you got to the second half? Yeah, so we I had we had thought about it. Uh, we watched the we watched Kentucky play Morehead State on Wednesday, and uh, just made a few notes. And it was we weren't positive because a team at that level, or you know, there are very few teams at that level, but a team with that athleticism and speed and length uh, will usually try to play us, especially aggressively, and try not to let us run our offense. And so not let the center get the ball easily, pressure the wings, pressure the guards. Uh, and that's more risky this year because of our overall speed uh, and how, how great the guards are, really, that they, they can handle that kind, of, that kind of pressure. And so we weren't positive how they would, and, but you're always concerned with that because of the level of athleticism and length that they have. And they guarded us in a very uh, containment-type way and uh, were very aware and, and, you know, talking about back doors during the game and, you know, playing us to, to not be able to get back doors, to limit our back doors. And um, that enabled us to have, uh, you know, it gives you more, you know, if they take away that, then there's likely more opportunities uh, from the three-point line. And, and then we didn't shoot well. And so I think part of that is the length is so impressive and so different. Uh, that bothers your shooting. Uh, and then also we just happen to not shoot well. And so um, what we were trying to emphasize is, hey, they're not playing us so overly aggressively. Moore had played us more aggressively, and we had many more cuts and drives to the basket, uh, whereas Kentucky didn't. So that's going to that's likely going to result in longer possessions. And we thought longer possessions were in our favor because if, you know, what I had mentioned to the guys is maybe they're an A plus defensively in the first 10 seconds. Maybe that slips to a B plus in the next five seconds and a B minus. And then after 20 seconds, it would be hard for a young player to be that good on defense for a long time. And this had nothing to do with milking the clock, but just that a long possession was in our favor. And we shot a lot of transition shots, and, uh, and we wanted to take advantage of that also, but we, we thought long possessions would be in our favor, and I think in the second half that, that really played out that way. One of the uh, problems that the Spiders had that rarely raises its ugly head with this Richmond team is foul trouble, Chris. And that actually did happen particularly early with Grant Golden and with Jacob Gilliard. So let me ask you one more question, a little bit along those lines, off of the text line before we get to our break at the bottom of the hour. Nathan Kale will join us. 804-638-9508-638-9508 to text us. Comes right to us. or behind the web at richmond.edu. Chris, this one's off the text line. How do you think Isaiah Wilson and Sal Caressi played in the Kentucky game? They didn't play a lot of minutes, I would say, but arguably important minutes because of that foul trouble. Sal played seven and Isaiah played five. Yeah, I thought they were, I actually thought they were really uh, valuable minutes that they gave us and extremely helpful. I thought Isaiah uh, had a had a really good weekend. He, he's a competitive, tough-minded, you know, uh, and will be an elite defender. Um, and he, he, I, I will give him so much credit because he's competitive every day against those two guards who never take it easy on him. And he really is competitive, and uh, is it's going to speed up his development so much. But he's a good player and a really fast, aggressive hard-nosed defender. Uh, and then I thought Sal, the same thing. I thought, uh, I think Sal didn't have uh, as good of an offensive tournament as he wanted. Um, and we t- I talked to him a little bit about that today, but I thought defensively he was good in both games. And he had a, a key block shot for us against Kentucky. Uh, and then he had a steal. Oh, well, it was ruled a, it was, the whistle blew on a foul, but he, you know, he came out and hedged the ball screen very aggressively and stole the ball, I thought. Uh, was called a foul, but even when that's called a foul, you know, his aggressiveness and um, presence was really felt. So, you know, our depth is, is, uh, is a strength of ours. And if anything, those guys need to play more minutes. 
Wouldn't you say, Chris, you could hear the day if we fast-forward the clock about two years and we're doing this radio show and we're back at Glory Day, so we're having more fun. And I ask Isaiah Wilson, you know, how did you get to this status of being playing at an all-conference level? And he's going to say, because I went up against Jacob Gilliard and Blake Francis my freshman year. <laughs> There's no question. That, <laughs> that will be his answer. And, he, again, he really competes and those guys – compete very hard right back. Uh, I don't, they, that's the way, that's the only way they know. So, um, and it's great for him because, uh, you know, he, he has some really impressive natural abilities. I mean, he, he is so fast, has such a great change of speed, has a really good sense. And then, but he's playing against guys that even if you're on your A game, you know, you're probably not at that level that they can be at. Uh, for such a sustained period of time, so that 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 will hopefully be the case, Bob, because he that really um, he goes at them and, and and they don't cut him any slack. Well, I can't wait to ask him that question this year. So we'll have him on at some point to see how it's going, even even just as as a freshman. All right, uh, let's take the break. When we come back, one of those seniors who was spectacular at Rupp Arena in the two games earned MVP honors. Nathan Ko, uh, Greg asked a great question about him with Chris just a couple of moments ago. We will dive into all of that. Nathan's going to join us next. We're halfway through our season premiere edition of Behind the Web, ninety nine five one zero two seven ESPN. Your home of the Spiders. Hello, Scrooge here. To many, I'm known as a cold-hearted, miserly crank. And this holiday season is no different. <laughs> when it comes to giving lottery games as gifts to minors, I say, bah, humbug. It is the season of giving, but only if you're 18 years of age or older. So please think twice and cross the kids off your lottery list. This holiday season, the Virginia Lottery reminds you to gift responsibly. Lottery games are not for minors. Take it from me, Scrooge. Sometimes it's okay to be stingy. It's the time of year when we all gather together. Only this time, we might be doing it around our computers and personal devices. Hey, it's Bob. Is Mary on the call yet? Yes, a virtual party is the way to celebrate this year. Stop by Virginia ABC or go to abc.virginia.gov to get all the fixings for fabulous holiday cocktails. Then put on your favorite festive sweater and join the party. It's a new twist. On toasting. Virginia ABC. Please celebrate responsibly. Things sure have changed over the last year, starting with all of us being home a whole lot more. That's probably what got me thinking about home security systems. With so many choices, I wanted a home security system that made me feel confident. That's why BrightSuite made so much sense. BrightSuite is from a company I already know and trust, Dominion Energy. And right now, that feels pretty good. Visit brightsuite.com to learn more. BrightSuite is an unregulated affiliate with services unrelated to those offered by Dominion Energy Virginia. Hey, it's your homie. Sorry, it's your home. I know you don't like it when I call myself your homie. <laughs> um, so I have some favors to ask you. Could you get rid of a few chairs in the living room? My floorboards are tired. Another easy thing. We could save money if you bundled your home and car insurance with Geico. One more thing. I know you love lavender-scented candles, but could we try Tahitian vanilla? I think it would fit my vibe better. Geico. For bundling made easy, go to geico.com today. The weather's nice and you're thinking, I've had it up to here with being cooped up in the house. Then get yourself out and take us along. If you've got your phone, you've got us. Listen to our live stream at ESPNRichmond.com. Let's get back to the show, Behind the Web. Once again, here's Bob Black on the Spider Sports Network from Learfield IMG College and ESPN Richmond. Nathan Ko attacks on a two-hand slam dunk from the baseline left side. And the spider bench goes crazy. Nathan Ko exclamation point, two-hand stuff, and one. What a highlight real play there by Ko over the seven-footer star. Of all of the 41 points that Nathan K.O. scored in those two games at Rupp Arena, that one is going to be etched in the memory bank of a lot of Spider faithful. Make no mistake about it. We use that to introduce Nathan to our program this evening. He's our first player guest for the year on our season premiere. And even before I get to Nate, Chris, um, 
What did you see on that play? We talked about it on the postgame afterwards, and, and you made the comment, hey, that's already one of my favorite plays since I've been here as, as Richmond Spider coach. I mean, I don't think you could have blamed anybody for pulling the ball out of that situation. You had a double-figure lead with about a minute and a half to go, and boy, oh, boy, you've been telling him to be aggressive for four years now. He's listening, Coach. That was quite a play. Yeah, great play. You know, uh, again, what I, what I was pleased with was that was the first time they did uh, – try to trap the ball handler the, the whole game. And, you know, Jacob immediately recognized it and uh, Nate immediately recognized it and made a move toward the basket. And then, you know, obviously the dunk and the end one was <laughs> was great and electrifying, but the, the, the decision-making and not having to call timeout and, you know, because they're trapping the ball just to be able to take advantage of it right away. Uh, just great play by two two veteran great players. All right, Nathan Ko. thank you for joining us virtually tonight. There was your coach's perspective of that play that certainly sealed the victory for you guys yesterday afternoon. Take us through it from your eyes. What did you see developing on that play? And then your aggressiveness to take it the way you did to the hoop. Uh, like Coach just said, uh, it was the first time they trapped all game. And I was right near the basket, so Jacob passed me quickly, and I just want to Jump as high as I can and try to get a foul and end up being a dunk. So it was a cool play. Well, Nathan, this is Greg Beckwith. Congratulations once again, my man. And one of the questions I want to know is uh, Has this reached your hometown in Canada, this big victory in Kentucky? Has it reached your hometown? And have you heard from people in, in Montreal, Quebec? Yeah, it has. Um, ever since the game's been done last night, my. My phone's been going crazy, so I'm glad that I was able to, you know, inspire some kids back home, and they saw the win, so it was really cool. So talk about uh, how you guys now have won you know, a big game. How do you get kind of refocused and, and get ready for a game this week against College of Charlestown? Uh, just taking it one day at a time. Uh, you know, we enjoyed the win last night, but now we're moving on to Charleston on Wednesday. And we're looking forward to practice tomorrow and traveling to Charleston to try and get a win again. Hey, Nathan, you had mentioned uh, on our postgame show after the Moorhead State game, we got to talking about Kentucky. And, you know, you flat out said, that's the type of game. That's why I'm at the University of Richmond. That's why I came to Richmond to play college basketball was to play games and opponents in buildings such as that one. How was your, your buildup to that game? Was it much different than another game, knowing that what you had, what you had said the night before? Uh, it wasn't different. Obviously, when we started playing, we can feel, you know, it's a different type of atmosphere and everything, but my, our preparation wasn't different. My preparation was a difference, but it, it, it was a, a really fun game. Was there a point in that game that, that you guys kind of looked at each other and said, all right, we, we know what we're going up against, and we are really well prepared that we know we can take this team? Yeah, definitely. Uh, when we went into half and we're only down four, and uh, there was no one on our team who thought we were playing well at all. So we just figured, you know, we had a lot of veterans on the team, and we figured if we tighten up on defense, we would be able to win the game. Nate, there wasn't a lot of celebration and uh, after the game on the floor. It looked like you guys expected to win and kind of just kept calm. Talk about behind the scenes. Was there a little excitement in the locker room at least after the game against Kentucky? Oh, uh, definitely, definitely excited. I'm not giving. I'm not going to give you the whole spiel. You know, it's a private matter. But it, we were definitely excited about the win. <laughs> <laughs> And, and well, you should be, and that is totally fine to keep that behind closed doors. I have a pretty good idea. I think we all got a pretty good idea of what went on there. But but even having said that, Chris, uh, Nathan is certainly one of those guys that you talk about a lot that keeps a level head. And, you know, sometimes you're almost looking for a little bit more jumping up and down kind of thing from, from these guys. And it, it pays a lot of dividends in situations like yesterday. For sure. You know, uh, Nate is very calm and cool on the court. Um, and, you know, he has a – it's always a balance. You know, you want to be as aggressive as you possibly can, but you also want to have an understanding of what's going on. And, um, you know, we, we want Nate to be aggressive, but he has a really good feel for being in the right spot. And, you know, he, he's, he's never, uh, you know, in a – 
you know, in doing something stupid with uh, an opponent or he's never distracted, uh, maybe is the best way to say it. And uh, pretty focused and always kind of into the game and, and having an understanding or trying to, you know, anticipate what's going to come next or where, what they're going to run on offense, those kinds of things. He really has a very good way of, of, of doing that. And that's important. And I think that also comes with, with some age and maturity and, um, he's always been that way, but it, it's a it's a balance that aggressiveness with understanding and and thinking the game through. Hey Nate, everybody's talking about the Kentucky game, and certainly they should, deservedly so. But the Moorhead State game, you know, twenty three points, and you're ten for ten from the floor. Did you know that? I mean, did you realize that you hadn't missed a shot? Was that in your mind at all as that game kept going, or even after the game? I didn't, actually. Someone told me at the end of the game, I didn't realize. Obviously, when, every time you're playing, you're not trying to miss any shots. So, I, 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 during the game, I, I didn't remember if I made or missed any shots, but it was a pretty cool experience to you know go through a game like that. And and then I, I got to ask you about the three-pointer because, full disclosure, Nate, I, I, I totally missed it. I admit it. Of course, where I was situated, it was kind of hard to see at the other end of the floor, and I wasn't really expecting you to shoot a three-pointer. Can you speak a little bit to the feeling that you had in taking that shot and making that shot and, and why in that moment it was the right shot for you to take? Uh, during the whole preseason, uh, um, Gilly has been – you know, talking to me about being ready for every opportunity to, you know, space out. And if I'm able to make those shots, you make those pull-ups, they'll really help the teams, you know, space out the floor. So as soon as I got it, I, I just let it fly. So, Nate, my last question for you as a, as a senior and experienced player, as Coach Mooney just mentioned, is there a younger player on the team that you have taken under your wing and helped uh, come along during the preseason and, and workouts and in practice, uh, can you talk about anyone that you've really worked with, uh, a younger player to help mentor? Uh, I wouldn't say one. If I had to say one in particular, actually, I'd probably say John. I've been spending a lot of time with him, and we have a great freshman class. All of them are, are really great kids, and we're really bonding together well. Let me ask you this question because I've been racking my brain on this. You know on our coaches' shows, I love to ask you about the recruiting process of the guys when they're younger. Well, that's a little bit of a challenge this year because we got a lot of older guys, and I'm not going to ask you to go back four and five years to the recruiting process of these guys. We'll certainly do it with Jai and Isaiah and, and Andre and, and um, you know, even Tyler Burton for sure. Where Talk a little bit about the growth now, if you do think back to his freshman year and where he is at now as a senior is this kind of what you envisioned for Nathan Kale? Yeah, I think, um, yeah, I, I really, I, I remember talking to him his freshman year, and, you know, like a lot of guys, freshman year is pretty challenging. Um, and I would, you know, I'd be on him for a pretty, a pretty good part of practice, and I would try to tell him, you know, once or twice a week afterwards that uh, I think you're going to be a great player. I really think you're going to be a great player. And, uh, you know, and the reason I think we had high expectations for him was it's just incredibly rare to be such a good ball handler and a great athlete and six, seven. And so, you know, I thought his ball handling was such a unique skill, skill for a guy, his, with his size and athleticism that he could really make it difficult for teams to match up with him. Um, and, you know, I thought the first two games, neither team really had anybody that, that could guard him very well. And he was able to score, um, you know, he had a mid-range jump shot against Kentucky, the three against Moorhead, another mid-range jump shot, and obviously all around the rim. So, um, yeah, I think that we were, we were very hopeful, and he was a very important part of what we were, of what we were trying to do. Uh, and I think that combination always was just always in the front of my mind how, how rare and exceptional that was. So let me turn the tables then, Coach. Let me go to, to Nate. Can you think back to your freshman year and what that means to you now that you understand so much more about college basketball and Coach being hard on you and assistant coaches being hard on you and pushing you like that as a freshman? Nate, I, I mean, I'm not going to get into your head here, but I assume there were some days as a freshman you wondered kind of what it was all about and what you're thinking now that you have all this experience. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. 
I remember my freshman year, I had I didn't have the best of years. And I remember Coach was really hard on me in practice, but after every practice, he would tell me I would be a great player. And as a freshman, sometimes it's confusing because the coach is telling you you're going to be a great player and you're playing terrible every practice, every game. But it's it's really a cool uh, a cool story now where we're at and how everything developed. Coach, there's a method to your madness, right? That's what Nathan Kao has learned. <laughs> I hope so. I so hope so. <laughs> hey, Nate, let me finish up with you. Um, how challenging has this been? We're all going through it, you know, whether you're a player, a coach, fans, media, not only Richmond Spiders, but every other team in the country, and what we are going through and the challenges to play college basketball games right now. Has there ever been a point where you just, you know, is this really going to be worth it? And does a weekend like yesterday kind of reinforce that, yes, we want to stay the course here and make sure we do the right things to keep this season going? A hundred percent, especially after how last year ended. We were finally where we wanted to be and it just stopped, you know, so fast. Uh, So I think right now everyone just has the mentality of taking it one day at a time. We try and do everything we can to start trying to stay safe, but we just try and take it one day at a time. We never know what's going to happen. Well, it's working well so far. Let's keep it going. Nathan, thank you so much for spending time with us on the program tonight. We'll look forward to seeing you down in Charleston uh, when you get back at it on Wednesday night. Congrats again on, on a great, great weekend. Appreciate it. Thank you. All right. Nathan Kale, great job, uh, Nate. Uh, as we said, not only MVP of the uh, showcase down there at Lexington, but Atlantic 10 Player of the Week. And as Coach mentioned on the postgame show, uh, if there are some National Player of the Year awards out there, National Player of the Week awards, Nathan Kale would certainly be getting some votes for that after the weekend he had. All right, let's take a break. We'll use the last segment. We'll ask fans questions. I got several of them lined up in queue. We'll get to those when we come back in just a moment. You're in tune with Behind the Web, 99.5-1027 FM, 9.50 AM ESPN. When buying a car, you're supposed to ask questions. Some you can answer online, but others, how blinky is the blinker? And which way do the wipers wipe? Are things only a human could know? So CarMax has ours standing by to answer questions or in select markets, schedule a delivery or curbside pickup, regardless if you're buying online or on our lot. But what if I change my mind? Good question. Just bring it back within a week for a full refund, because that's the way it should be. CarMax. Hey, Spider fans, Food Lion is the proud sponsor of Score to Give More. For every free throw the Spiders make this season, Food Lion Feeds will donate 100 meals to a local area food bank to help our neighbors in need this winter. For example, the Spiders were 11 of 14 from the free throw line yesterday. Terrific numbers against Kentucky, which means another 1,100 meals were donated to a local area food bank through our great program with our terrific partner at Food Lion. It's the Food Lion Feeds score to give more did you know that men over 30 begin to lose one percent of their testosterone each year ed is just one of the problems associated with low testosterone there's also weight gain decrease in muscle mass lack of energy or passion about life and a loss of mental sharpness testosterone isn't just about sex it's also about your overall quality of life so if you have any of these symptoms you may be a candidate for testosterone replacement therapy the men's wellness centers specializes in the latest treatment options for low t a highly successful weight loss and energy boosting program and ed treatments with guaranteed results we take every precaution to protect our patients against exposure to covid19 and we remain open to serve you with locations in newport news virginia beach or richmond go to menswellnesscenters.com or call them at 804-413-9013 804-413-9013 that's 804-413-9013 Ugh, my stomach. Don't worry, I've got you covered. When you have nausea, heartburn, indigestion, upset stomach, diarrhea. What's that? It's Pepto-Bismol chews. Pepto-Bismol's in a chew? Yeah, they taste great and provide fast relief. And you can always have Pepto-Bismol handy. Ooh, let me try it. Try Pepto-Bismol chews for fast relief. Nausea, heartburn, indigestion, upset stomach, diarrhea. Use as directed, keep out of reach of children. Napa know-how. Right now, get a five-quart jug of Napa full synthetic motor oil and a platinum filter for just $22.98. They're an iconic duo like salt and pepper, a hammer and a nail, or the holidays and awkward hugs. 
You can't get one without the other. That's Napa Full Synthetic and a Platinum Filter for just $22.98. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa Know-How. Napa Know-How. General States pricing. Sales price does not include applicable state local taxes or recycling fees. Offer ends 12-31-20. When you're stressed, you just don't feel like yourself. New Natrol Relaxia. A full line of drug-free supplements to help you manage occasional stress and anxiety. A special blend of herbals keeps you feeling calm and balanced throughout the day. Because when there's less stress, there's more you. Try new Natrol Relaxia. Learn more at relaxiamood.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Experience amazing during the December to Remember sales event going on now at the reimagined Lexus of Richmond. Keeping you up to date with Richmond basketball, this is Behind the Web on 99.5 and 102.7 FM and 9.50 AM ESPN. From Learfield IMG College, this is the Spider Sports Network. A three misses, Tyler Burton grabs the rebound. Here's the buzzer, Spider fans. The Richmond Spiders have come to Rupp Arena in Lexington, Kentucky and have defeated soundly the 10th-ranked Kentucky Wildcats. Richmond 76, Kentucky 64. Figured we'd give all Spider fans an opportunity to enjoy that one more time, but we will move forward now and start to look ahead to Wednesday at Charleston at 7 o'clock. Our airtime here on ESPN Richmond at 6.30. It's on Flow Sports online video streaming. We'll have more info about that up on our website as well. Uh, behind the web at richmond.edu if you want to email us questions and comments 804-638-9508 on our text line. Uh, Coach, I'm going to go back to that text line. We were talking about some of the younger guys. Nate had brought that up as well. So let me throw this uh, question in from Larry who texted what is the status of Andre Weir? Is he being redshirted? Is he still on the team? Uh, yeah, of course. He's, he's on the team and, and was with us uh, down in, in Kentucky. Um, and, you know, there, you don't have to redshirt anyone this year because all the players that are playing uh, essentially get a 50, they get an extra year. So uh, so we're not officially redshirting him uh, or, or anyone. Um, and, yeah, uh, the status is that, you know, we think Andre has a chance to be a really good player. He's extremely talented. Uh, and he's just had a couple of, you know, he's had enough minor slip-ups that um, that we decided not to dress him. We thought that he hadn't earned that that privilege just yet. And um, uh, but we're confident that uh, he, he had a, a he was great down there at our practices. It felt like we were down there for about a month, Bob. He <laughs> was great at the practices and shoot-arounds, and uh, had a very good day today. And uh, um, we'll, we'll be dressing on Wednesday in all likelihood. So, um, yeah, that, that's what the status is. It was, it was, um, more of a disciplinary decision, uh, and nothing to do with his, his progress on the court, which has been very good. All right. Uh, yeah, teach them young. You got to teach them the spider way and you got to teach them young. Uh, this one comes from our good friend, Christy, who, as you know, uh, Chris always sits in the front row there at Glory Days and asks questions and talks to you during the breaks. Um, and I know you haven't experienced this yet because we haven't had a home game, but, uh, Christy asked, do you miss the fans cheering you on as much as we miss being there? Is there any impact on the players? I guess I should ask Nate this, who are playing without the fan involvement? Yeah, I, I definitely do, and I think that you know part of the great appeal of college basketball is the crowds and the different venues and different traditions at schools, and you know how intimate the settings are for for a college basketball game. So I, I definitely do miss it, and hope that we can you know get close or, or, or you know fight our way back here and 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 get ourselves fans across college basketball later in the season, but. I definitely miss it. I do. I would say that, like yesterday on uh, on Nate's dunk and the three point play, you know, our, it felt like an explosion. You know, the in, the intensity and greatness of the play, but also our bench jumped up. And so I don't think there's any the emotions the same with the players. You know, the emotion on a big play, um, you know, on a play that's a pivotal play. I think that's all the same. 
but I just think the overall atmosphere is lacking, and you know it's definitely it's definitely noticeable, and and certainly not as good as having having fans. Coach, uh, two guys that I want you to talk about that have been very valuable behind the scenes: trainer Adam Smith and strength and conditioning coach Jay DeMeo, and what they meant for you guys getting prepared for the season. Yeah, you're right, Beck. I'm glad you brought that up. You know, uh, obviously, just getting our guys back to campus in July was a <laughs> a long and um, really detailed process that we could come back and have protocols in place and compliance in place with rules from, you know, lots of letters in the alphabet, you know, Virginia and the CDC and the NCAA and, you know, all these things that we were trying to make sure we were, we were doing. And essentially that all fell squarely on Adam and Jay. And, you know, they developed our programs to get the guys uh, back and condition because a, a big part of it is since they had been home so long, and I think a lot of the guys were playing basketball while they were home, but, but if you don't know that for sure, and if people were in different parts of the country that were, you know, isolation was more in effect, you know, you don't want to come back too quickly. You want to come back and, you know, get your body ready for, for basketball and at basketball at this level. So, you know, the way we built it back and how deliberate we were, um, was really excellent. And, uh, I think because of how organized it was and how well presented it was, the guys didn't skip a beat. They didn't, there wasn't questioning. They, they attacked it and it was, it was right there for them to kind of build and go to the next step each week or each, you know, third day or something like that. And that was, that, that's important to present it like that to athletes to give them the idea that if they, if you can accomplish this, then we can move on. And, and I think that was the way. It was set up, and those guys did a great job. Oh, they sure did. No, no question about it. Uh, glad you brought that up, Greg. And we'll have more time on future shows, Chris. I want to get into it. We only got a minute or so here. Uh, but even the little hiccup that we had in Lexington with Andre Gustafson being sick, not COVID-related, and how all that was handled and got him back on the court, and he certainly contributed in a huge way yesterday. Let's, I'll save that for, uh, for a future show because I think there's a lot involved in that that our fans would like, would like to hear about. I'm going to finish it up with a new tradition for us, Chris, since we're not in person. You know, the first question in the past always went to Ivan, right? So tonight I'm going to let that be the last question because I'll let you have a little bit of a smile in doing it. But Ivan texted and wanted to know, at what point did you know, Coach, that the Spiders were going to win Sunday's game? Boy, great question. <laughs> uh, well, uh, I'm trying to think. Um, it was probably before the dunk by Nate um, I think probably maybe either either the previous possession for Kentucky or the, or the one before that where we got a clean defensive rebound and um, you know Jacob had circled back and had the ball and you know you could just feel that the possession we were going to be able to, to take some time and it was going to be 22-23 seconds and you know, even if we didn't score in the possession, that it would be just time was running out, and you know, I, I, Mark McGonigal, who was sitting behind the behind me where I was standing in the in the in the new layout of the of the uh, bench, you know, I just turned to him and you know, I just said, "How about that?" You know, and um, so that was yeah, that was a, a great feeling, and seeing a couple people start to leave the leave the arena of the fans that were there that that's always uh, that's always a nice feeling and. And then Nate put the cherry on top, so that was that was, that was pretty special. <laughs> yeah, the easy answer would have been Nate's dunk. I think that's that's certainly where I would have gone. Yeah, somebody cynically after the game said even the cutouts were getting up and leaving before the end, behind the game that they had in Rupp Arena. All right, we're just about out of time, Chris. Uh, thank you for persevering through this one. Uh, we will do it much more smoothly next uh, next Monday night at six o'clock, and look forward to talking about the Charleston game when we get down there on Wednesday. Thank you, Coach. Thanks, Bob, and thanks to everybody out there. I miss seeing you guys, and hopefully at some point this season we'll be back at, at Glory Games. Uh, echo that. We echo that. Greg Beckworth, thank you as well. We will talk to you, if not see you, on Wednesday night at Charleston. 
Matt Josephs has produced our program this evening. Bob Black saying uh, so long for Behind the Web. We're on the air Wednesday night, 6.30 with the pregame show, Richmond at Charleston at 7 o'clock, right here on your home of the Spiders, ESPN Richmond. Lux Chevrolet, CarMax, Bright Suite, Food Lion, and by Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Join us Monday nights from 6 to 7 throughout the college basketball season for Behind the Web. Thanks for listening and stay in touch with Richmond Athletics on the flagship stations of the Spider Sports Network, ESPN Richmond. Executive producer, Mitchell Bradley. This has been a presentation of Learfield IMG College in association with Richmond Sports Properties. From the G Law Firm Studios, your personal injury attorneys. 99.5 and 1027 ESPN. WXGI Richmond. WTPS Petersburg.